0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. We'll get with Joe Goodberry, our good friend in Cincinnati. He's not in Cincinnati. He's in Buffalo. Where does he live again? The Falls. He's like 10. What island is that? Oh. It, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't. Grand Island was a different island near there, no, right? Oh, I think it's Cayuga Island. I okay, think Kiyuga, that's
1: Cayuga yeah. Island. I, are we giving away, like, where he lives? I don't oh, he know.
0: said that. Didn't he say that? I don't even know. Something like that. He's up there. All right.
1: Yeah, everybody. So, like, my mom is from the Falls. I, I almost, I had to, like, stop myself from saying my ma, because that's, like, yeah, too intense. Yeah, yeah. But my mom is from, like, the LaSalle area. You know where, like, Dee Dee's Dairy is? I don't. Okay, this is a very, like, North Towns, Niagara Falls <laughs> thing. It's on Niagara Falls Boulevard. The All the area behind that is, like, the LaSalle area, and that's, like, in between the town of Niagara, Weedfields, and then the actual Niagara Falls.
0: Well, we're not giving his address away. I mean, I live on the west side of Buffalo, so it's okay, I think, to say the area, right? But yeah. that I live on Grand Island, so I, <laughs> a,
1: I, get, I literally have a moat all the way around me if you're trying to come find me.
0: <laughs> but, but Joe is a Bengals fan. He grew up here, but he's a Bengals fan, but he really does a great, great job of covering the Bengals. We'll get with him in a little while. We'll ask him what to expect from the Bengals' defense against the Bills' offense. The Bills' offense turned the ball over three times. Josh Allen, two interceptions, a fumble. Ken Dorsey said Monday. We want our quarterback and our offense to be smart, not conservative. Mm-hmm. I asked Sean McDermott on Wednesday, what does that mean to him? And he said, for a lack of better term, you don't want to put the handcuffs on Josh Allen. You want him to do what you do, especially after putting the work in and having the game plan. This is what we're going to do. But you got to know when to take calculated risks. He said that's the, that's the key
1: word. Okay, so here's the perfect example. When you look at the two interceptions from the other day. The first interception, I have more of a problem with than the second interception. Agreed. Because the first interception, they're already up 17 points. You're against a team that's probably not going to put up a ton of points on your defense. Maybe at that point, there's something to be said about taking the kill shot. And I always gave them credit for doing that, especially with Brian Dable, because I'm like, you need to step on the throat. You need to make sure these teams are done before they even have a chance. But in that situation... I don't know if I'm trusting John Brown against Xavier Howard on a one-on-one when there looks like there's some confusion. Take a check down, throw it away, run it down. You know, that turned into a huge return, and it put the Dolphins kind of in, you know, not immediately field goal range, but close to field goal range. The second one was just a normal pass that you're going to make, and it hit Beasley's chest, and it bounced off of him. I don't really think there's anything Josh Allen can do about that. The one thing about the Bills— and this is going to be how it is for years and years and years. You're going to live with Josh Allen and you're going to die with Josh Allen. And one of the things that makes him so unbelievable is what he can do off script, what he can do when he's ad-libbing. I guess that's the right way of putting it. And sometimes that's going to be mistakes. That's just going to be how it is. You you could ne- If you tell Josh Allen that he needs to start being more conservative and making better decisions with the ball, then all of the wow plays are going to go away too. And you don't want that.
0: And, I've seen the comp. We've said the comp. It's basically like Brett Favre, right? You're going to always live with the great plays he makes because that's what he does, but you're going to have to accept. You can't have it both ways. I guess the, the, that's the biggest point. I think the biggest thing you have to clean up is him fumbling in and, and those situations when guys are coming, coming, protecting the ball. That was a big play in that game against the Miami Dolphins. And by the way, I'll say this. It's not just the turnovers, the critical mistakes they made. Like, you go to the John Brown interception, then you go to the Khalil Shakir drop, then you go to the Dawson Knox drop, if you will. Any one of those three plays goes the other way I think the Bills put that game away a lot earlier. Yeah, I almost even think back to the Wilds card round last year of the Mac
1: Jones deep pass that Micah Hyde makes the interception on, and I still think like if that is a touchdown and not an interception, the Patriots hang around in that game for a heck of a lot longer than they ultimately did. Probably right. And I think that kind of started this past weekend. I think that kind of started the trickle-down effect, where it's like, you know, you make one mistake, then you get in your head, then you make a second mistake, then you start pressing, and I think that's sometimes when Josh Allen becomes his own worst enemy when he starts to play the whole hero ball thing and I know what I just said but when Josh tries to do it all himself sometimes it works but other times it doesn't. I think in these close games against really good teams like the Bengals I think Josh is going to be more locked in and not trying to do it all himself because he knows that you know It's going to be a close like I feel like they're going for the kill shot against the Dolphins because they know they can put them away they're not going to be putting away the Bengals in the first half of this game or anything like that it's going to be a fight the entire time so I think that might actually have him a little bit more locked in and I also think the Bills get a bit of a wake-up call on Sunday I really do as I start to think more and more about it I'm like maybe this was the best thing for them maybe it was nice for them to kind of get pushed up to the brink and be like okay we got away with it but we won't ever again
0: no that's a great point um I was watching back the game and something that struck me on a couple of those sacks. I paused the TV, and look, there were six Dolphins around Josh Allen. They blitz the heck out of the Bills. You're not going to get that same blitzing team from Cincinnati. They basically blitz about as much as the Bills, a little over 30%. Miami's a much heavier blitz team. So you're going to get less of those blitzes. Opportunity for the Bills, maybe Josh Allen to sit back there. But they do have a good pass rush. And Hendrickson and Hubbard are guys that the Bills are going to have to account for.
1: Yeah, they got some playmakers. And obviously, everybody knows about Hubbard. Everybody knows about Hendrickson. But like, they've got some nice players on defense. I would say they're a better defense than Miami, maybe more complete. You know, like From top to bottom, their defensive unit is better. I think the Dolphins might have more higher-end playmakers, but I think the Bengals will be a tougher test to move the football on. I mean, come on. The Bills had three turnovers and still scored 34 points. When I was watching the Cowboys game on Monday night, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to people say, is this Dak Prescott's best game ever? He played really, really good against a really good Tampa defense. They scored 31 points, and I'm like, wow, the standard the Bills are held to is so crazy. They scored 34 points and there are so many people ourselves a little bit included that's like what's wrong with the offense so like they can put up points on anybody what is the number that the bills would have to get to that you would be confident they could win this game
0: I think they get to 31 I think I'm gonna be okay
1: exact number I had in my head I don't know for some reason 30 doesn't sound right 31 is the number they
0: average get. 28 I don't know if I, I think any I more than that
1: yeah I agree especially against Joe Burrow and yeah. I think Joe Burrow is just an absolute stud I I, lo- I, I maybe I'm a little too high on Joe Burrow. I think the three best quarterbacks in the NFL are Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. And you can put them really in any order that you want to. Maybe Mahomes is a little bit ahead of the other two, but I think you can flip-flop them. I just think Joe Burrow, they're such different players, but I, I think I trust him in the big moments. I saw them talking about GR yesterday, I believe. The question was 24-20. Did you see this? I didn't. Okay, so I think Jeremy and Howard were asking, it's 24-20 with two minutes left and two timeouts, which would you rather be? Would you rather be on offense or on defense?
0: I think I'd rather be on offense in this game with this quarterback, the Bills, than on defense against that quarterback in that team.
1: I went back and forth the entire time. The
0: reason I ultimately ended up saying defense, it's such a fascinating question. It's a great question. And I could I could make the argument for both. I Funny thing is, I just went through this scenario with my nine-year-old watching a basketball game, and the team was up one. I said, would you rather be the team up one without the ball or the team down one with the ball? And, you know, he's not going through the permutations of the players necessarily, but here's why I would say defense. At least I know I already have the lead, and they have to yeah. score a touchdown. That's why I might lean defense. Well, I also lean defense because,
1: one, you've already got the lead, and two, if they score fast, then you're getting the ball back. And you do in that scenario. Okay, you convince me. So, like, you know what I mean? It took. I don't want to bring up the the amount of seconds that happened last year, this same week. But you know, we saw the Bills move down the field and get into field goal range against Detroit in like.
0: They didn't. Seconds. They didn't have time here against Miami last week with 33 seconds left. I
1: know. So, like, they don't need a lot of time to move down the field, especially if they've got a timeout or two. It's a fascinating question, but in that situation, I think if you knew, like, okay, the. Bengals, are you're going to hold them to 20 points like you would feel really good but i i do think too that everybody is like this game is going to be a shootout it's going to be an offensive explosion and i always have said when everybody zigs you got to zag whether it's like betting whether it's predicting whatever it is so that's why maybe it'll be a little bit more low scoring than people think
0: i think both of us just predicted 31 28 though the way we were talking about it. i'm not really sure We need 31 and we think that Bengals could get to 28
1: Yeah, I think
0: 31. Something like
1: that. I think 31 would be the number that you would feel comfortable with, but I don't necessarily think 31 is going to be the number that they ultimately get.
0: All right, so two last questions one about the running game, and then a fun one I have for you. Um, Then we're going to get to Joe Goodberry. Running game. Mm -hmm. Not. As explosive as good as it has been last week, outside of Josh, they only ran for 3.9 yards a carry. That's woeful for the Bills, especially a team the Bills it runs for 5.2 normally, and even without Josh Allen, is up in the four high fours. Um, any concern there? Um, this is a they have a very good player in the middle in DJ Reader, but this is a he's, he's given the Bills fits. Yes, or he has back
1: go to like, the Houston playoff yes. game.
0: Well, any concern on the running game outside of Josh? A little
1: bit, but I also think it was more about Miami having a really strong run defense than it was about the Bills having a bad day running the ball. So I would say I'm mildly concerned, and I think moving forward going into this game, I know Singletary had the fumble. I know Cook might be a little bit of the flashier pick. I still think that if you're going to split them up, I think Singletary should get a little bit more play than Cook does.
0: And if you go back to that game that got halted, in Cincinnati, one drive, the Bills ran the ball. Mm-hmm. James Cook, a couple runs right up the middle. Maybe it was him twice, but they did run the ball very well.
1: Yeah, they did. And One drive, of course. One drive, of course. So the sample size is small. I think it's going to be almost the same with the Bengals as it is with the Bills. When you're the Bengals defense, you're like, we got to stop Josh Allen, we got to stop Stephon Diggs. So there's going to be some favorable matchups for the running backs. And I think the same thing on the other way. If you're the Bills, you're like, okay, we got to stop Joe Burrow, we got to stop Jamar Chase. So Mixon and Ryan are probably going to break off a couple, and that's just what you have to live with because you know that you can't ever sleep on those other guys because if you do they're going to take it over the top especially Allen I mean the guy can throw 60 yards off of his back foot with ease and he's not afraid to do it heck he does it like 10 times a game basically at this point
0: all right last question we're gonna to get to uh, Joe Goodbury I- I'm sure you've thought about this on some level but great debate on our uh, our station WGR in Buffalo between Chope and the Bulldog Have you thought about what you would do in overtime now given the new playoff rules? If you win the toss, here's the new rule starting this year, largely of what happened because of last year. They changed it in the Bills-Chiefs game both teams are guaranteed a possession. Even if you score a touchdown, if I score a touchdown, you still get a chance to score a touchdown and match me and then it becomes sudden death. So the question is, would you want the ball first in order to make sure you have it and get it and then maybe get it back again on the third try? Or second because you know what you have to match?
1: Second. I want. I would defer. I would want the ball second. And I think that you have the added advantage of if you know what you need to do, like if the other team does score, then everything is four-down territory. So you've got that extra built-in play the entire time and you could make the decision to try and go for the win on a two-point conversion. Now, I don't know what they would ever do. Like, I would love to know if the Bills and the Bengals were in overtime and the Bengals scored and they kicked the field goal and then the Bills go down and score, what would they do? Would they go for two or would they just kick the extra point? I don't know the answer to that, but I think you would want the ball second.
0: Okay, I think I've changed my stance on this. I think. I'm still going back and forth. Here's why. And I'm going to give credit to Mike Shope. He actually kind of brought me to the other side. I've always been on your side, what you just said. You want to go second. You want to know what you need, Right. But, Matt, if it's a tie, if you both match, it's sudden death. I'm getting the ball. That's why I think I might want it first. Like I I can live with with how this plays out because if if we tie each other in this first possession, all I need is a field goal to beat you. Yeah, but I think if you're going
1: for the win, that's why if you score the touchdown, then you go for two because it's like— That's probably the question.
0: If you think, hey, I'm going to go for two either way, then you do take it second. And that will be
1: criticized— Beyond belief, especially at that stage, you know, if it doesn't work, it'll be, what are you doing? You don't trust your defense is one of the best defenses in the NFL, that entire thing. Josh Allen's your best player. It it goes back to the play against the Titans a couple years ago. Remember the fourth and inches where they tried to sneak it. They didn't get it. They lose the game. If the ball is in Josh Allen's hand, I, I want him to be the one who makes you know makes or breaks your season, basically, and that's so much pressure on one person. But
0: you you could even go for two on the first touchdown if you're the first team to put the pressure on the other team to have to go for two. Yeah, but then a regular
1: touchdown beats you and an extra point. Point and that's. Is
0: there, is there really any difference going for two on the first or second? It's the same thing.
1: No, there's not. You're right. I just, well, yeah, I think there is, because I think if you're on the first one, you score the touchdown, then you would have to give up a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Like, even if they score a touchdown, you stop the two-point conversion, you win. So I think if I was getting the ball first and you scored a touchdown, I think I would just kick the extra point.
0: All right. Great debate. Tweet us what you think. In the meantime, Joe Goodberry, who covers the Bengals, up next here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Okay, picture this.